Welcome to the Diving Pod. I'm Heath Calhoun. And I'm Aaron Rooney. And this podcast is brought to you by Sideline Scout. Again, use our links, whether it's our website or our Instagram bio. It has links to sidelinescout.com. Make sure you get over to Sideline Scout. Just check out their poolside live package at a bare minimum. You can upgrade to the box system. That's what Heath is rocking with. Helps with stats and... um, you know, like you can count your box, your kid's box in practice. So then you can accurately determine, you know, where they're at with that. And now uh, you can show them the data and say, Hey, we're balking a little bit too much. And a lot of times, you know, coaches, myself included, get frustrated with how many times our kids balk, but uh, we don't really have any data to back it up and say, okay, you box six times today. So it's kind of nice to have that. Uh, I know he's working with that. Um, but the other, uh, point to mention is our diving 101 episode that is number two of the diving pod so check that out if you're new to the sport or just want a refresher on uh, how the numbers and letters work we've been told it's very informative and then we also have crossbar our new sponsor that was cool enough to hook us up with a website you can go to divingpod.com we have some articles that have been brought up some really uh kind people were nice enough to write some articles dylan reed um uh, Mrs. Nyday. There's been a bunch of really good articles. There's some recent ones cu- that have come up with some data to back up some of some of the claims um, as terms of like fundamentals doing that. Super fun, super easy to use. Get over, check them out. Um, but without further ado, we're going to jump in here. We are finally going to do our winter nationals review. Just kind of looking back at what transpired. Well, I guess that's about three weeks ago now. Um, and just kind of give our thoughts, see what took place. We're going to start with the qualifiers and then just progress through the finals. Um, so we're going to start with the the Winter Nationals qualifier, the men's one meter, which no one made it out of, if I'm not mistaken, um, which was kind of surprising because from what we heard, um, Mo from Ohio State dove really well. It seems like Ethan dove really well from Ripfest, Bennett Green, Kylie Flory. Like it seemed like there were some people that, dove well enough to have a shot um any thoughts on that one Rooney no I mean I was excited to watch Kylie Flory all week and um it looked like this event was probably one of the better ones and then just kind of fizzled out there were a couple of weird like like failed dives or things like that and um just kind of a bummer there I was excited to see them just dive and continue to look like they're uh improving and getting better but just one meet one uh one experience builder so yep and then um, we had we had four people make it out of the men's three meter event: Sebastian Otero, Grayson Campbell, Gage Dubois, and then Luke Hernandez because he hit the junior score. If you want to explain that for our listeners, Aaron. Yeah, I uh, I was watching this one pretty closely, and I just assumed because he didn't. What's the what is the senior score? Is it three fifty five? I think it's three sixty. Anyway, he missed the the senior remember. national qualifying score by just a couple of points. Luke Hernandez ended, ended up scoring 351.5. And uh, I got an awesome text from his mom just said, hey, you know, he did qualify because he's now, he, he got the junior tier squad member score. And if you are a junior and you're on the tier squad, you get to compete in the uh, semis and finals. So Luke did move on there, which was awesome. I mean, his list is looking great. I mean, mm-hmm. he's... His back in reverse, two and a half, I think he got like eights on both of them. I mean, he absolutely smoked both of them, which is super, super fun. Obviously, we uh, we, we know Luke on a personal level, so that was really cool to see him kind of dive with the big dogs and get that uh, experience. And then I, and then on the men's platform event, um, Colin Zhang kind of coming out of retirement, getting the score. And then I, 
I'm not exactly sure how it worked, but I saw that Nicholas Stone also got to compete at the senior event. I don't know, or at uh, the actual event. I don't know if they let him dive. I don't know if he had a previous score. He was on a junior team. Um, but those are the only two people that made it out of the tower event, um, mm-hmm. which was cool. It was cool seeing Colin come out of retirement. And then I guess the big piece from the women's events, I don't believe anybody made it through with the score, but Sophie Verzel was the first American woman to compete 307. And that was in the the qualifier event, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, any other takeaways from the qualifier event for you, Rooney? It was sick to see. I don't know if it was the qualifier or the men's individual one meter. We'll get there later. But uh, it was cool to see a 307 from Noah as well. That yeah. was on, on one meter, I should say. You know, it was that's a huge dive. And it's crazy to see somebody do it off a straight up hurdle instead of double bounce. Um, there's a video of them floating around. They did a 307 train on one meter. There are three different guys that all did it. That's just outrageous to me. I don't yeah. know. Like I could never do a reverse two and a half properly. And they're adding a flip Insane. and there's three guys on the same team doing it. It's just, I, it's yeah. crazy. Um, do we, I don't know. I cannot remember off the top of my head. Did we touch on the score? Did we touch on the score? How many people make it through? Did we touch on that previously? Or is that something we want to touch no, on again? We, we did not. I mean, the only thing I got, I got a little bullet pointed list of things to talk about today. Um, the only thing I have here is that Grayson and Sebastian, on three meter, they, they looked good and they made it through. And obviously there were others that made it through, but it, and I mean, they looked like they deserved to be with everybody else. So that was cool to see. Um, scoring was obviously really low. It was, uh, it was very strict, very rigid, very just, I don't know, very prelims esque. I guess I, I would categorize that as, and, um, we can talk about that later, but, uh, I don't know that it was necessarily, a bad thing. I just think they have to differentiate the best from the rest and the best diver always comes out on top winning. I mean, you hope, but it, it's almost like you kind of ignore the score sometimes because it is so low at some of these qualifiers. Um, But, you know, Grayson and Sebastian for sure looked like the two best divers in that qualifier and obviously made it through. Yeah, I, I agree. I think you you had said something that was really spot on. We were talking about, like, should more people have made it through? Should they not? And maybe there's one or two that were missed. But you said something, and I might get it wrong, and if I do, correct me, of, well, if the goal is to identify the people that should be at the senior national meet, which are essentially your tier squad members, there probably shouldn't be a lot of people getting through this meet. It's not a zone meet where it's like, hey, you're getting 10 people from the meet to go move a forward. This is like, hey, we're trying to identify the select individuals that we have not identified on our tier teams that should be. And so it probably should be really challenging to make it through this yeah. meet. Um, yeah, it, that's it. You, you paraphrased it perfectly. Um, I think if I am USA Diving running USA Diving, it's not that I don't want people to make it through the qualifier but I want to have identified everybody on the tier squad already. Yeah. And I think if people, if there's a load of people that made it through the qualifier, I think that's either, you know, somebody who had a really fast rise in the ranks that does deserve to be there or somebody that we missed on that, um, you know, sometimes when you miss, it's not, you know, you swallow your pride a little bit and say, Hey, way to go. I'm excited for you now. But I think as an organization, that's, that's the goal is, identify the yeah. kids that are going to be there and um, give everybody else a chance to prove you wrong. And yeah, that's, 
I, I think if it's looked at any other way, I don't know that it's necessarily like accurate or something to get super fired up about. I mean, yeah. they're, they're hoping to find those, those best kids. And if they don't, that's great too. It's not like they're going to hold it against you and say, Oh no, yeah. you're, you're, you're still not good enough. That's not it at all. I think the more divers we have at that senior national meet, the better. Um, but obviously it's, uh, they're trying to go through that correct process of the selection on the tier team. Yeah, I think so too. I think the only catch for me was, uh, I mean, and we'll get into this later, the, the USA diving op account where they brought up how it was a hundred dollars. <laughs> I mean, I'll yeah. say it like they brought up how it was a hundred dollars to sign up per event. And I mean, there's, I'm trying to do the math quickly. There was a lot of people that signed up. There's a lot of money USA diving made from that. And maybe that just needs to be made more clear to athletes, to coaches of like, Hey, this is going to be hard to get through. If you want the experience right. to compete at this level, that's great. That's a great investment to be able to spend that money to go and compete. But if, if people were spending that money expecting to make the meet and there's no chance that should probably be an understood thing across the board. Um, but we're going to jump into the actual meet now where we're going to start with the mixed synchro events um, up first here, just going through the dive uh, dive meets list is mixed synchro three meter um, where your champions were Bridget O'Neill and Noah Dupair. Um, what were your takeaways here? Second place was Jack Ryan, Krista Palmer. Yeah. Who I, I would think were our, our favorites going into I mean, it. Yeah, I was, I was definitely surprised. Uh, I thought Jack and Krista for sure were the favorites going in. Um, but yeah, I mean, also cool to see that Texas team of Bridget and Noah get it done. I mean, they were, they were just clean. They were just, you know, textbook and tactical and like, they didn't do anything. Holy cow. That's a 10, but also they, I don't even think they got less than a seven. So just super steady, super consistent, and yeah, more power to them. That's, that's awesome. I'm glad they, I'm glad they're going to get that international experience as a team as well. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's the the person that sticks out to me is Bridget O'Neill. Like, I feel like she kind of gets overshadowed in a sense when you have your teammates be Allison Gibson and Haley Hernandez and Bridget is an awesome diver. So I think for her to get this opportunity and kind of show us and show everybody and everybody knows she's a good diver, but now she gets that opportunity to be on the international stage the and during an olympic year i think that's only going to be beneficial um yeah and then moving thought, forward oh god we'll, we'll we'll talk about it a little bit later too but i thought krista was just a little bit off this mm -hmm. entire meet you know mix synchro the synchro with ali the individual event i i just she just looked a little bit off i'm not used to seeing her you know not dialed in it seems like every time she dives it's incredible so but it's okay i mean meets happen like that yeah, for sure. And and we have to remember, like, she's still not that far removed from that hip surgery she had, that hip labrum. Like, she's not that right. far removed from that. So, um, and honestly, I, I would assume her goal is come June, come Olympic trials. So, um, now, mixed synchro platform, um, Tyler Wills and Bailey Cranford were taking this one. They'll go represent us at the World Championships, which I think is awesome. Um, second place was Tyler Wills and Darren Wright. So what were your kind of takeaways from this event, Rooney? You were able to watch this way more than I was because we were at our Yeah, I, I watched a ton of this meet. And uh, this one was just cool. We mentioned it in the primer episode that Tyler Wills on double duty there doing very different lists and doing two lists. So impressive to see that. Um, but yeah, I think the big the big two dives were 207 and 307 for that team of Tyler Wills and Bailey Cranford. I was, uh, their 307 was very, very good. And I took a video 
of the screen recording or whatever it was on YouTube. And I showed it to just like a random coworker of mine. And I was like, Hey, I got to let you know, like the, the female doing this dive, she's probably one of only like a few in the world. And then she, she watched the dive and she goes, wow, it looked like she did it better than the, than the boy did. I'm like, yeah, cause she did. She's unbelievable. Um, so that was cool. I mean, I am really excited for them to get international experience. I think Bailey's one of those that, um, you know, in the individual event, we both would love to see her kind of be that second member of team USA behind Delaney, but just need a little bit more consistency. And I think that's yeah. the thing that's, that's held her back, but the big dives are there and it's, I think doing it on the international stage is going to help her for, you know, gaining that experience, that, that, uh, consistency that hopefully she can bring to Olympic trials in June. Yeah, I agree. I agree with everything you said, so don't need to cool. say more. All, All right. right. Syn Synchro women's platform, Delaney and Jess just, I mean, I, they just dominated yet. Emily yeah. Moore and Kaylee Bishop bringing up second. I, personally, like you, you said it and you'll go into detail on it. I feel sure with Delaney and Jess, like they're very underappreciated, but how can we only have two teams in this field? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's come tough. On. That's and, tough. I, and I guess, do you think that's just, everybody is just like, up oh, Delaney and Jess are going to win. I'm not wasting my time. Or do you think we don't actually no. have competitive women's synchro teams currently? I think, I think it's tricky when it comes to synchro platform, just in general, whether it's men or women, I think there's only, you know, a dozen to maybe 20 facilities in the country that can handle synchro on a yeah. 10 meter. And I think just the That's access, fair. the lack of access to, to that, you know, you have IU, obviously you have Purdue, yeah. you have Stanford, you have those big, big programs. You have Texas that have access to a 10 meter and, you know, thick enough platforms to do synchro wide enough platforms to do synchro. Some of them are too narrow to even do synchro. Um, but I think you throw that on top of, okay, now you have to go to the same school as somebody, most likely. I mean, I'm, I'm most likely you got to go to the same school as somebody. Then your synchro has to be matched up. I think it's harder to pair synchro teams on platform if they, I don't, yeah, I just think it's hard. I think it's hard to pair those teams. You know, I think about, yeah, that's you know, fair. like a Bailey, like a Bailey Cranford at uh, North Carolina State. I know she gets her tower practice primarily at um, Greensboro. Greensboro, but if unless somebody goes there to join her, like she's got to find a synchro partner from somewhere else, and then it's a matter of okay, training those dives individually, which is fine. And then once you get to a meet or or in the meet warm up or the days leading up to that meet, like that's when you're learning your synchro. It just it doesn't it doesn't bode well for you know, top level success if you're just kind yeah. of throwing it together. So, I mean, I'll, I'll probably blame, I guess, the system or lack of uh, resources or lack of pools for that. But then also, you know, it's hard to find a synchro partner to, yeah. that goes to the same school as you. There's just a lot stacked against the 10 meter synchro teams. That's fair. And it's, it's tough. I mean, I don't know what the solution is. Like, if we say, okay, we want these two women or men paired together, you almost like have to say, okay, you guys have to go to the same school. It's like, right. ah, these kids got to make their own decisions on their life. That's, that's yep. tricky, man. That's super fair. But any, any takeaways from the actual event itself? 
Yeah, I got to give some love to Delaney and Jess. I mean, it's it's long overdue. We almost always overlook this event. I don't know why. It's unintentional. We we never, ever try to just say, oh, yeah, whatever. But, man, they are dialed in. They are good. They are the best we have. And I'm so excited for them, not only for this international experience, but the Olympic trials. I don't think anybody is going to argue that they're the favorite and probably going to be the one representing us in Paris. And then you get to Paris, and they have a legitimate chance to, you know, be on the podium. I think they could finish as high as second. Um, you know, the, the Chinese team is going to be really tough to beat, but after them, you have a, a decent Canada team. You got a decent American team. Um, the Mexico team is usually pretty good as well. Uh, I just, I think my excitement level for those girls on 10 meter has just grown because we've come to expect what they're going to give us and what they give us every time is excellence. And so Maybe that's why we kind of skip over this event every once in a while because it's like, oh, yeah, Delaney and Jess, they're just going to do their thing. Well, that needs to be celebrated, too, because they're damn good and they're fun to watch. And I think they maybe give us the single best opportunity for a medal at the Olympics. You know, individual events, anything can happen. Anybody can get hot or cold. But those synchro events, especially on that 10-meter if you can be consistent and, and consistently good, which is exactly what Delaney and Jess are, I mean, there's, I'm going to be actually maybe a little surprised if we don't get a medal. They're so, so good and so steady. And I think we just, me, myself, we just need to do a little bit better job of giving them their, uh, giving them their flowers, if you will, because yeah. we haven't in the past and they're incredible. Yeah, I agree. I think it, just to echo what you said, I just think it's, Uh, And I would venture to say it's probably not just us. They're just like, it's almost like they are taken for granted. Like they are so steady and so rock solid that it's just, oh yeah, like they did well because they're supposed to do well. Yeah. It's it's almost like when the IU divers do out nationals, like, duh, they're supposed to do well. They're the IU divers, but it's like, hey, they still work their butts off. So yeah. Um, Next up is men's three meters. So I will let you again, just kind of take the, take the reins. I mean, you were the one that got to watch all this. Yeah, I, uh, I did. So Quinn and Andrew ended up winning. I was pretty dang excited about that. We have a new synchro team going on an international level. Uh, Tyler Downs and Greg Duncan were second, and then the Welsh brothers third, and Dylan Reed and Cameron Cash in fourth. And they got Dylan Reed and Cameron Cash, fun to mention, they did get their Olympic trials score in the semifinal. So we will see them in June. Um, but yeah, I was I was excited to see this, this pair of Quinn and Andrew kind yeah. of put things together and maybe give – Greg and Tyler a run, which obviously they did. Uh, one thing about this synchro competition, I just feel like there are so few dives, which is just an interesting thought, right? You have two vols and then four optionals for men, three optionals for women. It always seems like the teams with the big dives are never, ever out of it. Yeah. So I think about, you know, Allie and Krista, and I think about Quinn and Andrew both of those sets of teams, they have such big dives that even if, you know, their vols are a little off or they miss one of their optionals, they're never, ever out of it. And that's what gets me excited about a synchro pair for the Olympics is, you know, we all know as divers, you can't hit every single dive every single time, like stuff happens and you figure out how you can adjust and how you can get better for the next time. But 
if something goes wrong on an inward three and a half, well, you still have triple out and front four and a half. And that gives you an opportunity to come back. And that's, that's just why I'm so excited for these guys, you know, nothing against Tyler and Greg, but you know, 107 B is just never going to score the same as a 109 and it might outscore a 109 if you miss that 109, but we're giving ourselves a chance to do something special and the same thing with the triple out. So I think, um, you know, if, if they could be as steady and consistent as Greg and Tyler, I mean, we have an excellent chance there for a medal and that's that piece that we're just kind of waiting on just a little bit more consistency from those top guys. Yeah, I think I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it's awesome seeing a junior pairing be third. I think that's really cool. Um, that's exciting for the future as well. Um, like you said, shout out to Dylan and Cam getting their cut. I also just think like there's a lot of parallels between Quinn and Andrew relating to Allison Gibson and Krista Palmer, and then Greg and Tyler relating to Cassidy and Sarah. Yeah. That that steady team is always gonna be there. They're not gonna yep. be out of it in our Olympic trials. But then when you take that further, they have to be on. I mean, we saw like Tyler and Greg can get third in the world. You know, I think they got fourth in the world at the world championships, but they were there. So it's like, they're never going to be out of it. But that, that big list gives us, you like you say, it just gives us potential for something that you don't have with a, with a more stock list or a more easier list. It's so hard, but it's just an easier list. So right. yeah, ex excited for Andrew and Quinn there. And then our last synchro event is, or excuse me, our next to last synchro event is going to be the women's three meter where Allie and Krista were able to take first by 14 points over Sarah and Cassidy. Um, all right. Hit us with your takeaways here, Rooney. Hit us with your bullet points. <laughs> yeah, same, same kind of thing here as the men's meet. Uh, I was cheering for Sarah and Cass pretty heavily. Obviously I get to see them train a little bit more than the average person does. Um, Cassidy was definitely um, off. She had a, she had a soul, shoulder kind of re-aggravation. I think she was dealing with, and it just showed in the entries. I thought Sarah looked unbelievably dialed and you'll see that in the individual event coming up. Sarah looked incredible. And it's not that Cassidy didn't look incredible. She's still doing the dives right next to Sarah and she does look very good. It was just obvious that the shoulder injury was playing a part on the entry it just was not crisp it was not clean it was not wow that's a disappearing act and then obviously when you're doing it next to sarah who does disappear it just i feel like the judges kind of yeah i mean you have to differentiate the two dives being done at the same time and it was just pretty apparent that you know cassie's shoulder must have been bothering her just enough and it showed on the entry. Um, nothing, nothing bad. I think that team still looks fantastic. I think they're going to look great for months and months to come. I think they have, represent a really good chance at our trials and at the Olympics if they are the team to go. But yeah, Allie Gibson and Krista Palmer with that big double out. Um, I just, again, mentioning, like I said, with the men on three meter, they are never going to be out of it with that double out. Yeah. Every. Every women's synchro team kind of in the world does a full out, does a front three and a half, does an inward two and a half. That's kind of your, your three optionals that everybody likes to do. And what's interesting is Allie and Krista do back two and a half and front double out. <laughs> so they, they mix it up a little bit, which I think if you're stuck in the judges chair and you're watching the same dives over and over and over again, it is kind of fun to see something different. 
So I think that back two and a half plays, I guess, into the mind of the judges, maybe more than it does like, oh, why are they doing a back optional? I think that's actually kind of cool. It's a good strategy piece. And then, you know, obviously the double out, if they can hit it, that's a big, big, big dive. And you're never out of it with a big dive, especially when it's last. So um, we'll talk Allie Gibson in a little bit here, but she is dialed. Yeah, I also thought the team of Kendall Knight and Sam Pickens, they did awesome in, was it prelims, right? Or the first list? Like they were in like second or something at one point. Um, so I think that team for being paired up relatively in a short time frame, really since right before winters, if memory serves me correct, or right before springs, if memory serves me correct. And then now getting that more experience. I think it's going to be a fun women's three meter synchro event come June. For um, sure. And then uh, probably one of the events, I, in my opinion, that I think we were really excited for is Carson Tyler and Josh Hedberg getting to go to Worlds, um, beating the team of uh, Jordan and Brando there by 53 points. Um, and then Sam and Aiden bringing up third. But really excited for a young team with not as much international experience to represent us here on the platform. What did you think of the event? Yeah, it was definitely, you know, Carson and Josh, Jordan and Brando. It was fun to watch this battle. Um We've been open about it, but uh, that Carson and Josh team, that just represents a lot of excitement. Um, Josh is unbelievably dialed, man. He looks so good. He is very clearly our best 10-meter diver right now in the country. I think I don't even think that's arguable at this point. He's got a big list, and he does everything really well. Carson, mm-hmm. um, Carson looks good, too. I thought Carson looked better in this synchro event than he did in the individual okay. event. Um, but then yeah, jo- uh, Jordan and Brando, again, they're still lo- working on that list. They look good, but Josh and Carson just beat them. Perfect. All right. Women's one meter, which I would say the winner is a little bit of a surprise Yeah, coming, coming out of retirement. Allie Gibson getting first Haley Hernandez getting second by less than 1.2 points. Insane. Sophie Verzel getting third Chiara from Miami. Kiara from Miami pulling up fourth, Jocelyn fifth, Kristen Hayden sixth, uh, Ann Fowler seventh, Margo O'Meara um, in eight, tied in eighth place with Bridget O'Neill and Avery Warble in tenth. Um, it looked like a really solid women's one meter event. Yeah, yeah. So it was ahead. crazy. The the finals was nuts. Like I just remember, you know, Sophie has the three hundred five, and Sophie has some bigger dives. Haley has that ultra consistency and Ellie is a little bit of a hybrid of both. She's got some big dives and she's, she jumps way higher than everybody. So, you know, as I'm watching it, I'm like doing the math in my head and I know all three of them were close to each other, right? Sophie was only five and a half back of Ailey. So this whole contest was within six points. I mean, it's, that's nuts for first, second and third. So that was just really fun to watch. I kind of got like, like in encapsulated in this event, right? Like, you know, round four goes and I'm like, holy cow, this is crazy. Round five goes, it's like, what? This is nuts. Like, it was super, super fun to just follow and watch. And Allie Gibson's 303B, I've said it before. It's unbelievable, man. That I, I think I reposted it and just said, dive lives rent free. It, it does. I'm never going to forget about that one. That's awesome. Awesome, awesome. Move forward in the men's one meter, which, uh, you know, Lyle kind of said it when we did that recap. It really does kind of just seem like the Lyle and Jack Ryan show on one meter yeah. currently in our country uh, with Noah getting third, Muhammad from Miami getting fourth, Nick Harris fifth, Max Miller sixth, Holden Higby seventh, Dylan Reed eighth, and Rhett Hensley ninth. Um, 
one, I think that has to bode well for Purdue having two young divers be in the top nine here for men's one meter. That's awesome. Um, but it just kind of seems to be the, the Jack and Lyle show right now for men's one meter. Yep. Yep. I agree with that. There's not a whole lot more to be said. It's cool to see Maxwell Miller healthy, uh, and diving well. So yeah, I don't have a ton to add. Lyle's list is amazing and he's continuing to get better at it. And Jack, I hold my breath every time I see a front and an inward, but if he hits it, he's going to be right there with Lyle. His, uh, his backs and reverses are otherworldly. I mean, he, he might be one of the best in the entire world at those two categories and you can throw in twisters in there as well. But, um, yeah, if he can get those, uh, those fronts and inwards figured out, he's going to be dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Women's platform. Um, not a surprise to us. Delaney getting first, uh, Elsa second, um, from Louisville, which is pretty awesome. I think she may be the highest finishing international athlete at winters. Uh, Darren third, Katrina fourth, Sophia fifth, Macy sixth, uh, Anna Lemkin seventh, Jordan eighth, Nika ninth. I'm uh, sorry. I'm like tracking this. Uh, Kiara. Is that how you'd say that one from Ohio yep. state? Kiara in 10th, Taylor Fox, 11th. Uh, Bailey 12th, Janie Boyle 13th, Juliet 14th, and Emily Moore 15th. Um, but yeah, I think my takeaway here is you mentioned it earlier. Bailey needs to work on that consistency and putting those dives down, but seeing a junior diver in Anna up there really high is pretty awesome. But again, ultra consistency from Delaney. I mean, that's the story here, right? Am I wrong? You're not wrong. You nailed it. Delaney is the one to beat. She is very clearly the best of everybody here. Um, I got to give a shout out um, to Emily or uh, sorry, Lindsay Jeetze. She is the ultimate uh, Louisville <laughs> fangirl. And every time Elsa's in an event, she just, yep, you bet the house on Elsa. So I got to give her some, uh, some credit there. Elsa killed it. It's fun to, um, kind of go back and forth a little bit with those Louisville kids. But then, yeah, Darren Wright is our second representative. I th I like this. I like it yeah. a lot. Agreed. I think Darren is young. I think Darren has a lot of potential and a really, really strong future. So excited to see her there. We've been sending um, Nika pretty frequently, most recently sent Jordan Skilkin with Delaney. So seeing some different names, Darren Wright being one of them, um, Katrina Young, Sophia McAfee, Macy Vieta also, um, you know, they're, they're knocking on the door, but it's, it's totally who's going to emerge out of that group, right? Darren, Katrina, Sophia, Macy, Anna Lemkin, um, Nika, Bailey, all of those are kind of in that same like realm for me. And I gotta be honest, like watching this event as a fan, like my eyes are, my eyes are glued when I, when I see Bailey dive it, it, <laughs> Whether I get hate or not for this, it is like one of the most exciting things in the world because she could hit that dive for straight tens and it'll be like 90 points. And it could also land a little bit short and be threes. And it's like, oh man, but what could have been? This could have been amazing. And um, it's just really fun to get encapsulated with the drama of an event, specifically with an exciting diver. And that's um, yeah. that, that to me is Bailey. She is so exciting and fun to watch that I just like, I get glued to that, to that event. Yeah, I, I agree. I also think you hit the nail on the head in regards to the, the people that are going to go represent us at worlds are, are kind of what my mind is 
what's great for us right now. You have Delaney, more experienced, a successful world, you know, successful on the international stage. And then Darren, someone who has some international experience, but maybe not a ton, but they're younger. They're going to probably be with us through another Olympic cycle, get them that experience, get them in front of those international judges. So the same concept that we hope for in terms of like Bailey, like young, high ceiling, same thing applies with Darren. So I'm still just as excited to see her go and represent us yeah. and get that experience as well. Um, now men's three meter with Tyler Downs winning, Grayson Campbell getting second, Muhammad third, Quinn getting fourth, Jack Ryan fifth, Greg Duncan sixth, No Depair seventh, Luke eighth, Luke sits eighth, Dylan Reed ninth, Zach Welsh tenth, Josh Sullenberger eleventh, Jack Matthews twelfth, and Jacob Welsh uh, bringing up thirteenth. Um, my, I mean. It's just that consistency. Tyler Downs, ultra consistent. But the takeaway has to be Grayson. Like, out of retirement yeah. for, what, six to eight months, getting second, going to the World Championships, insane. So this was an incredible battle. Uh, I was a little angry. The live stream cut out in the third round, and I've literally missed an entire round of dives. So I was not happy about that. Um, but the battle between Tyler and Grayson and Quinn, um, nothing, nothing bad against Farouk there. He's just an international athlete. Uh, yep. also Farouk had an insane one Oh nine C. I think he had like 94 points. It was beautiful. And so that, that Farouk finish, um, third, a lot of that was piggybacked off of that amazing one Oh nine in the last round. He bumped up a, a, quite a few spots with that dive. So, uh, but yeah, you're right. Grayson is the big takeaway. I mean, being retired and then all of a sudden coming out and here we are battling for a gold medal, obviously with Andrew gone, things are a yeah. little bit, you know, different, different but, the, but the battle between Tyler Grayson and Quinn was legit. I actually, I actually think Quinn impressed me the most of anybody. Uh, Quinn was poised. He was ready. He had one dive left and I think he needed 75 on one Oh nine, which you know, if Quinn hits that dive, yeah. it's a 90, 90 point dive. And so he missed his 109 pretty bad. And it was like, okay, this is a great learning experience, great learning moment. I don't know if he changes what dive goes last or not, but we know if we're in the heat of this battle and we need a good 109 and we're going to put that last, like it's, it's going to happen. And I just, I was very excited watching Quinn, a little bummed about the last dive, but he was by far the most impressive to me. Um, with the whole rest of his list. And then, you know, I watched a 109 from him and Andrew Synchro, and his was better than Andrew's. So he has that dive. It yeah. just didn't didn't quite get the right one at the right time. But I think it needs to be said, like, he was, to me, the most impressive one at this event. He had all the big dives that we are always asking for and looking for. He just kind of missed at the wrong time on one of them. Yep. Yeah, I think we continue to see that ultra-consistent list, whether it's Haley Hernandez, Tyler Downs, um, just not miss. I mean, and that's great. The ability for them to be able to do that and just consistently represent their club or their college, that's great. I think it gets me excited because I kind of, when I look at it, I see like there's a very clear break between Greg Duncan and Noah just in terms of the scores, about 50 points separates the two. And then like we know Dylan Reed's working on those. So like to me, I sit here and I'm like, man, in June – you add Andrew into this mix, there's like legitimate eight to 12 guys that it's like, hey, if someone gets hot that we don't expect, it could be a really interesting meet. And then you add in Alan Botego, who has a massive list, and we know he can hit them. 
and he's finished as high as second at a big meet like this. It's pretty wild to like think where we're going to, what we're going to see come June. Um, yeah. and, but I think again, Grayson, like coming out of retirement, getting second, going to rep, like not just getting second, like he clearly got second. Obviously if Quinn hits that front four and a half different story, but like he clearly is one of the top divers in America still without a doubt. Yep. All right. Two more events left here. Women's three meters. Sarah Bacon just, I mean, she dominated. There's no other word to use. She dominated. Haley Hernandez in second. Allison Gibson third. Um, Kiara from Miami. Kristen Hayden. Krista Palmer next up in sixth. Sophie Verzel seventh. Ann Fowler eighth. Carolina Sculty ninth. Jocelyn Oakley tenth. Bridget O'Neill eleventh. Uh, Gianna Lawrence twelfth. And Kendall Knight thirteenth. Um, but Go ahead. You get to sing Sarah's praises this event. Go for it, Rooney. Yeah, man, she looked dialed. There's no doubt about it. It was it was Sarah Bacon and it was everybody else. She kept picked up right where her synchro left off with Cassidy and just kind of doubled down. I thought she even looked better in the individual event. Um, she hit gainer three times out of three. It I mean, she looks excuse me, she looks fantastic. Um I I don't know what else I can say. She just, she looks great and she's consistent and doing really, really hard dives. I mean, I'd love to see a double out. I just don't think that's in the cards at this point. Probably not going to learn anything new, Yeah. but, but when you get eights on every single dive, you're playing that consistency game and she's ultra consistent and good at a high level. Um, Haley Hernandez in second, I was, uh, it was an interesting battle to see Allie Gibson versus Haley there it was super close i thought Haley yeah. or i thought Allie was actually going to get her um but again that just goes to show when you have a big dive you're never out of it with yeah. that double out from Allie, she's she's never out of it but then a little bit down the list um we haven't mentioned Kristen hayden much um yep. she looks she looks very consistent very good as well just missing like something i don't know what it is i, I don't right. have a solution here but she's always in that you know fifth to sixth spot and it's like, man, she is so talented. She's so good. Just not quite like that top two to get to that international meet. So I just want to give her some love. I think she looks fantastic always. If she was on any pool deck, you'd be like, yeah, that's the best diver here. And, um, you know, just getting a little bit overshadowed by some of those other top girls. But Kristen looks fantastic. And then Krista Palmer, obviously, I mentioned it a little bit earlier. I just thought she looked a little off. And, and maybe it's, you know, the new training cycle, the new um, hip uh, you know, you mentioned surgery. There's just probably some moving parts that I can't comment or speculate on, but I just thought she looked a little bit off compared to what I'm used to seeing. But, uh, we know once June comes around, she'll be back dialed in, ready to roll. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you hit it all in the head. So, all right. And then our last event before kind of our takeaways, men's platform, uh, like you said, Josh Hedberg winning, Brandon getting second, Carson third, Tyler Wills fourth, Zach Cooper fifth. Uh, Colin Zhang getting seven or excuse me, sixth. I think that's pretty wild. Uh, Jordan Rezepka seventh, uh, Muhammad eighth, Max Flory ninth, Cam Cash tenth, Tanner from Texas eleventh, Colin Dwyer, Collier, excuse me, at twelfth, and Nick Stone getting thirteenth. So, um, go ahead, Rooney, hit us with your takeaways, then I'll kind of give you some. Yeah, Josh Hedberg is unbelievably good, and I'm super excited for him and and us as a country. I mean, he, he like he's emerged. It's not like oh, I can't wait for him to emerge. He's here now. Like he, we're ready. Yeah. Here he is. This is our best diver in our country. There's no doubt about it. Um, Brandon Lociavo did look good too. I thought 
you know, I have a little note here, like things still go through Brando and that if yeah. Josh dives well, he's going to beat Brando. So Brandon does look very good. The other thing I mentioned about Carson, he just needs to hit his dives. Okay. Yeah. That's the most blanket statement <laughs> for every diver ever. Right. I do think that if Carson hit his dives, hits his dives, he wins. I think he has the flattest rip. He's very technical, but uh, when it comes to this individual event, he just, you know, he didn't hit, didn't shred those things. Like I'm used to seeing, you know, I'm, yeah. I have it in my head that Carson never misses a dive. Well, it it's, that's not true. He, he misses some dives. And um, I think if he can just figure out how to get vertical on everything, he's going to be right there with Josh. I think he's going to jump Brando. Um, Tyler Wills diving well. I mean, he he might be a name that we're not talking enough about. Tyler yeah. Wills is fantastic, and I love watching him dive. Zach Cooper, nice to see him dive again. I know he missed Springs a little. He's been dealing with some injuries, so it's good to see him. Yeah. Colin Zhang, I mean, I'm excited to see what Dream. transpires here. You know, if he continues training until June, he might be in the mix yes, to agreed. represent the United States at the Olympics. I, 100%. I think this is one of those events where if you miss two dives, you're probably out. And if, you know, Josh, Brando, Carson miss a dive and Colin doesn't, I mean, Colin can rip just like the rest of them. So oh, yeah. that's going to be an interesting thing to watch. The other thing I mentioned here is Cam Cash won the prelim. Yeah. That was he does nuts. The, yeah. The dude was absolutely on fire. So Cam Cash, that was uh that was a list to be remembered. Obviously, we wish it could have happened later in the contest in finals or semifinal. I mean, that would have been sweet, but it was cool to see him absolutely go off in the prelim. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Colin Zhang gets me really excited, like seeing if he continues to train get some of those fine tuned things back. And we know he can, we know he like, he's beat these people before he, he's a multiple time national champion. Like we know he can dive with the best of them. Um, you know, I, I kind of wonder what's going on with max. I know uh, someone had told us maybe he had a little tricep injury at Pan Am's. Um, so hoping he just kind of gets dialed in for, for trials, um, knowing that most of these, a lot of these kids are using that Olympic red shirt potential, um, to not compete college this year, but just focus on the Olympics. So, um, I think that's just what I get excited about. I, like you said, Brando is the gatekeeper for the world championship, the international team. Like you have to be yeah. Brando to yep. make that international team and he will not mess up. Like you're going to have to beat yep. him um, yep, for sure. But yeah. So I guess all said and done, like, what are your takeaways? All right. I had some other things, big yep. takeaways here. I said the Mission Viejo kids are ready. It, it's just, it's very clear to me that the Mission kids are, are ready for the next level, whatever that next level is. If it's college diving, great. If it's international diving, great. You know, you got Grayson on that, yeah. you know, squad. You have the Welsh brothers on that squad. You have Anna Lemkin. I think those Mission kids are, are they're legit and they're kind of going to be that next wave. Yeah. Um, I also think I said the Texas Longhorns had a great event. Um, again, you mentioned Grayson, you mentioned Allie Gibson, you mentioned Haley Hernandez, um, the synchro pair of Noah and Bridget, the Texas Longhorns had a great event. Um, I'm hoping that IU, um, peaks for trials or peaks for yeah. the Olympics. So if we're looking, you know, colleges, I think Texas crushed it at this event. Um, I, yeah, the other thing. All right, let's get into the weeds on some of this other stuff. All right. The graphics and the live stream. Okay. What are we doing? I thought, I thought all through the week it got better. 
okay. the first event was pretty horrible. And then through the week, it got better. They got the timing better. The graphics were better. The sound was better. Everything was better. My thing is, okay, let's start there next time. Let's yeah. start where we finished off for the next time so that we can keep getting better and better and better. By the end, they had the name, they had the dive, they had the running total on the screen, which was awesome. But what's super frustrating is a lot of times the first few events in a meet, I'm watching this live stream and then I have dive meets pulled up and the timing isn't always perfect. So if I click dive meets on accident and it's ahead of the live stream, then I saw what the dive got before I actually watched it. It's so much better when the live stream itself has the running total and the dive total just off to the corner. And they, they did that by the end of the week, but we got to start there next time. Yeah. Um, we're, I have here, try not to relearn how to do it every single time. Yeah. That's um, a, that's a great way to describe it. That is a perfect way to describe it. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. And then uh, I was frustrated with that men's three meter. The whole round three was like done. And I was pretty upset about that. I'm like, I'm watching, you know, Tyler and I'm watching Greg and I'm watching Quinn and it's like this unbelievable battle with Grayson as well. And we can't even watch it. I was like, dude, we have to be better. Um, the other thing that was frustrating on men's three meter is the dive meets did not combine their score from yeah. prelims or from semis to finals. So we're getting their single list score. And then I'm like doing math on where are these kids at? They did fix that for the 10 meter, but I was like, what in the world? And like, how can we not, how do we not have this figured out? We don't know who's going to, I think Grayson ended up having the highest scored list in that final list. So everybody's like, Oh, Grayson won. And it was like, no, you know, with the combined right. list, Tyler won. Yeah. It was just, it was a mess. Like that has yeah. to be a combined score on dive meets or on the running total screen. Again, we got to do better than that. Yeah. Um, I thought, Oh, I mentioned the commentators. I thought Nick, uh, Nick Cover, I thought he did his best. It was okay. I wouldn't say it was like a home run. Amazing. Right. But one thing I'll say is I love that we're trying different people and trying new yeah, things. I agree. Um, I thought Lyle was absolutely phenomenal for women's yeah. 10 meter. Lyle was unbelievable. There was one point in the broadcast that he was talking about splashly versus bubbly. And like the way Lyle describes it, he's very charismatic and I'm laughing yeah. this whole time. And then you know, he, he would see a dive and he would describe it as bubbly instead of splashy. And you're like, I understand what he's saying yeah, simply sure. with those words that he's using, right? There's a ripped entry. Then there's a bubbly entry, which was kind of a rip, but not really. It right. kind of just plumes up out of the water. And then there's a splashy entry and like just that simple storytelling from Lyle. It was amazing. And I absolutely yeah. loved every moment of it. Plus Lyle's just a great character. I think the more we can have Lyle involved with things like that, where he gets to show his personality, I think the better. I agree. Um, so that was great. And then the last one, I hate to even say it, but I'm going to say it. Bryden Hattie was awful. <laughs> it was so, so, so bad. It was so bad. And, you know, I, I don't know how to describe it other than that. You know, he's very clearly catering to an audience that is not me. And right. maybe the audience he is catering to, um, likes the broadcast that he you know was involved for which also i thought was funny because he's canadian and he's at our national meet that was kind of interesting um but it, it, we yes i i like the fact that we're trying new people um brian probably just isn't one of those that uh that i would make the call to do again and, and it's always tough because i know how these meets go we're on deck 
It's the last yeah. event. People yeah. have already left. We, uh, Nobody's we, left. And no, all the divers are gone. And it's like, hey, anybody want to do the broadcast? And I'm yes. sure he was and that's there. Not should, that's not what we should have. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm the first person to say, like, I'm probably annoying to listen to on. I'm probably not it. But it's like having some type of consistency in terms of like, I actually thought Olivia did an amazing job when we were at winters two years ago. She's like, Heath, give me a list of everyone you think would be good at this. And I'll work on trying to get them. And I think you hit the nail on Like you hit it on with Lyle's Lyle just caters to like everybody where maybe Bryden's a little bit more of that younger audience. And I'm just too old to understand some of the slang. <laughs> like yeah, I just don't sure. understand, but it's like, um, yeah, I, I think consistency. You need a consistent voice. Like, hey, we might not be the biggest fans of Cynthia Potter. It's a consistent voice. We know what to expect with her. We might not like it, but we know what to expect with her. And she does a good <laughs> job. And especially after our interview with her learning, her hands are tied with a lot of things. Yep. Um. So, yeah, I think. But you said, why do, Why does it always seem like we're relearning how to do this? Every every time yep. we do live streams, what is going on? Yep. So they, they got to get it figured out. They got to get yeah, it. We the- have we have a, a sport that caters to watching and growing it that way. And our number one organization can't figure out how to do a freaking live stream. We can well, figure out how to do a freaking live stream. And honestly, something that I am uncomfortable with is like silence over the airwaves. Right. right. So like when I'm, when you and I are doing a podcast, like right now, I yeah. think there should always be banter and chatter and something going on. But when I'm watching diving, it's yeah. okay to have yeah. silence. If all you have to say is, hey, here's Macy Vieta doing 107B. Uh, let's see what she's got. And then you just step out and you let yep. the dive happen. You don't always have to be like adding fillers and adding yeah. words and adding context. I think people can use their eyes. And, you know, if you tell them what you just saw, okay, she went a little over. It was splashy. You know, that's why the judges gave it four and a half instead of sixes. Yeah. Great. That's all you need. I think um, once the camera is on, naturally myself included people get a little like nervous and a little like okay i need to fill this time with with something i need to always be saying something and it sometimes less is more yeah at least from a fan perspective i just yeah i there were a few few a few periods and uh uh slays that i think could have we could have done without I also think it's it's hard for me to be critical. Like one, Ford had told us that they literally act Bryden like five minutes before the broadcast yeah. starts. Like and that's not fair to Bryden. Yeah, yeah, like that's not fair to Bryden. Like that's that sucks. Like we know you're probably there just because you're a University of Tennessee diver, but like you shouldn't be springing that on someone right before the event starts. That's not fair to them. That's not fair to the yeah. viewer. It's not fair to the viewer to like expect something of like, oh, I'm gonna have someone walk me through this, may have it make sense, and then it's someone that you didn't know just got put there five minutes. Also, I would be super curious as to where they were watching from. Like when we were at West Virginia, where they put the announce, like the commentators was a horrible location. You actually couldn't watch the diving. Mm. Like when I was doing it, like the cameras in front and the diving take is taking place over here. Like in order to watch, I literally had to like stand up and like turn my head. And then they wanted you to cut back to look at the camera. And it's like, I want to watch the dive. Like you want to watch the diving. So I don't know where they were. I wonder but, if you try to yeah. watch the diving on the screen. Like, do they have a screen of what is being they, broadcasted they in front didn't, of you? They did not at West Virginia. Uh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, I, I like that we're trying new things. I like that we're trying different people. I think that is a good thing. Um, so it, it's not a total loss. It's just let's try not to relearn everything at every single event, which seems to be what's happening. Um, the other thing I have here, we already touched on it, the purpose of the qualifier. Um 
you know, who is, who is already qualified, who should be at the qualifier. My question is, you already mentioned it. Like, why are you signing up for the qualifier? Is it truly to make it through and compete with the best or is it to gain some experience, get your name out there? Maybe you are a junior diver who's looking for a college place to go. Like, I think you need to ask yourself, like, what is your purpose of signing up for the qualifier? Because there's so many times I, I just hear, you know, the scores were so low and they were, I'm not saying they weren't, the scores were low, but like if you're competing against Grayson Campbell and you think you can beat Grayson Campbell, awesome. Then you have yeah. every right to complain about low scores. But if you go and you know, like Grayson's going to wipe you by yeah. 100, 150 points, like just be grateful to be there on the boards with him. That's, that's where I come from. I'm like, man, if, if any one of my high school kids wanted to go to this meet, if they had the DD requirements, which I don't think they do, but like, how cool would that be to just be on deck with these people? Yeah. And that's, that's, I think yep. the, the mentality that's missing that, you know, we just, we complain about the scores maybe a little too much. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think I, someone, uh, someone said something to me that was very like impactful. They're like, you can't be mad at any athletes when the judges give the scores. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. That's yep. true. Like, but I, th- I, I think I you're two, spot on. Go ahead. I, I had two more little notes. Olivia grabbed the microphone on one of the events. I believe it was the one meters, the women's one meter final. Right. And it was, I can't describe to you how different the energy felt. Like you can feel energy from the announcer. And I guess I didn't really recognize how much you can hear the excitement and hear that energy shift. And it right. was super refreshing. You know, I right. no no disrespect to the the gentleman who was doing it most of the time. It was just very mechanical and it was yeah. very robotic. And right. mission accomplished, did your job, got out of the way. It was incredible. That was great. But like the energy that Olivia brought when she was behind the mic, it was like, whoa, this is fun to listen to. Right. I I can tell this person loves watching diving. And it just was kind yeah. of a mental note, I guess, for myself, like keep bringing that energy because people can feel it and people can yeah. hear it. And when you're excited about it, it makes other people excited about it. Yep. And then yeah. my final one, did you have anything to add? No, not on that. No. Okay. My final one here is what are our goals as a country? I've mentioned it before. Are we going to go metal or bust mentality? Or do we want to send people who, <laughs> this is a bad word, but won't embarrass us so are we going for hit or miss all or nothing or do we want to have that those consistent divers and i think we as a country need to be all on the same page i think about the the perfect one of the most perfect examples is bailey cranford and darren wright i think darren is ultra consistent she will never embarrass us as a country she's incredible and not that bailey would embarrass us i that is not the right word so ease up but um bailey has that wow factor Bailey has that in her pocket of, all right, I'm going to show you and I'm going to get, you know, nines on this 307, which is crazy. So I just think as a country, we need to get behind one of those um, kind of ideals and one of those strategies where, you know, if, if, yeah, that's all that needs to be said. And the same thing with, um, with Quinn on three meter versus Tyler Downs, same exact thing. I think Quinn actually represents a chance to, be right there with Andrew and contend yeah. for maybe an outside chance of a medal. There's some crazy men out there yeah. on three meters. So even on Andrew and Quinn's absolute best days, I'm still like, man, 
I would love to see a third, second place, whatever it might end up being. But there are some some really, really good men in the world right now. Or the opposite. Do we want to send a consistent Tyler Downs who yeah. will almost always make the final? But yeah, for sure. Probably, but never have a chance to medal. Um, we only have, I would say, two to three people who encapsulate both. I think that's Delaney Schnell and then maybe Sarah Bacon or Allie Gibson, whoever ends up being that that three-meter star. I think we only yeah. have two people in our country that I'm confident with, hey, they have a chance for a medal, and it's not just all or nothing. They're consistently very, very yeah. good. And I would say that's Delaney and Sarah at this point. Yeah, I think uh, I think yeah, we've talked about that extensively. It probably makes people mad that we talk about it because it's like we would rather see that. I mean, personally, like I'd rather that medal or bust. Like I'd rather yeah. know, hey, if these people are on, we're gonna bring home a medal or have a good shot. Um, some of the things I wrote over here as we were going through. So there's 24 World Championship spots. Like that's how big the that's how many events there are. Like qualifying spots, right? We have 20 people representing 24 spots, which I think is like pretty awesome. Like we're going to have a humongous team at the next world championships. And then I kind of broke it down just arbitrarily into like older athletes, more experienced and younger. We have 12 older, more experienced athletes and 10 younger, which I think is a really, really, really good breakdown. Um, And then as far as the colleges, like you said, it looked like just off a quick glance, Purdue has three people on the world team, Texas four, IU five. NC State one, Arizona one, Nevada one, OSU one, Stanford one, Ripfest one, Mission Viejo one, and Minnesota one. Now, some of those people represent two events, but so it's like we've talked about this since early, early, early on in the podcast that we started it. You know, Purdue, Texas, Indiana. Like, those are if you want to have the best chance to go to the Olympics, like the proofs and the numbers there, like they're sending the most people to the world championships every single time, it seems like. You know, there's still other good options, but those are more outlier options as opposed to consistent options. Um, I want to see that. I I would love to see that change. I mean, nothing against those programs and teams, but I would love to see more get involved. Right. I think I agree. Ohio State might be one of those. Obviously, Stanford might be, you know, one of those. It's just, yeah, I'd like to see more kind of um, parity. Is that a good word? Yeah, parity is a good word. I would be curious as to, um, and someone explained them to us before, and I I would need to be more adept and informed on how to talk about them. But the podium centers, to my knowledge, I do believe Purdue, Texas, and IU are podium centers where junior divers can go train X amount of times a year or something along those lines, which I don't know how it works. To me, that just sounds like a humongous NCA violation to be able to just like, <laughs> hey, I want the best junior diver to come train with us, or if they reach out to me or however that works, like, ah, you know, I don't know how that works and how that's allowed in the NCA, but it probably isn't a coincidence that the people that have the podium centers also have the most people going to worlds and tend to be getting those elite divers. Now it's also because they're the best teams. So, I mean, it's correlation, not causation, but that'd be an interesting thing to consider. So, um, yeah, I, I agree with you though. I think we've seen more parody would be good. Um, so now, uh, yeah, that's it. So it's, I hope everybody has just, a good new year. It's not like those three coaches are the only coaches that know yeah. what's going on. Like there are yeah. so many incredibly good coaches. And I just, I'd like to see that 
wealth of talented divers kind of spread out a little more. Cause I, yeah. I think there are tons of coaches around the country that, you know, if they got the opportunity to have somebody truly, truly special, I think they could yeah. just do the same great job that those other programs do. Yeah, I so, agree. So it. here's my, here's my last question for you. So it's, it's similar to the Christmas wish list idea with the new year here and new year's resolution. What is one new year's resolution that you have for the podcast? Um, I'm, I'm working on something new and Ooh. I just, I hope I, uh, I hope it is received well. <laughs> oh boy. We'll, we'll tease it. We'll tease it there. I think, um, we're, we're just, we'll, we'll tease it with, we're going to add some more content to our YouTube channel and I hope it is received well because in my head, it's a fantastic idea. It grows in every way that we want to grow. Um, it exposes me to some uh, some coaching, so we'll see how that goes. Stay tuned for that little uh, little teaser there for 2024. But um, yeah, I just want to continue to be a resource and grow, yeah. and um, you know, hopefully in 2024 we get something figured out where we maybe can um, start making a little money for our time spent. Yeah, I think the one New Year's resolution, I, besides all the things we've previously mentioned in terms of like a new concept, I hope that you and I get the opportunity to sit down and figure out how we want to launch uh, what we talked about, like that camp series, like yep. in the future. Like how do we go around and be a good resource and get more kids to different facilities too. So yep, um, yeah, so that's it for me, but I hope everybody has a good New Year. Yes. Happy new year. Again, hit us up on Instagram. We are at the diving pod. Our email is the diving pod at gmail.com. If you're looking to um, get hooked up with some clothing from the diving pod in 2024, help us out, support the program. Um, just go to divingpod.itemorder.com. That is uh, our website or our, excuse me, our uh, team online store there. Just enter dive pod at checkout. Um, yeah. And then also, I don't think we ever asked for this, but uh, if you're on iTunes or Spotify, leave a five-star review. I don't know uh, how many other diving podcasts are out there. Not a ton. So we're kind of near the top of that list already, but it always helps if, um, if you leave a good review there and a five-star rating, it just kind of puts us at the top of that list. So if people are looking for something, you know, in our sport, they can find us first and uh, it's always appreciated. So thank you everybody. And We'll see you next time.